0: Welcome to the No Neutral Moments Podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it's my pleasure to discuss, to explore, and maybe even to discover what it means for each one of us to live our lives fully engaged, to challenge each one of us to be fully aware and completely expecting to engage to the fullest everything we've been designed, called, and gifted to be. So, with all this in mind, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get engaged. Well, welcome back to the No Neutral Moments podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it is once again really good to be with you right now. And just to give you an update of where things are, we've been having a little bit of a... Well, I keep saying we are having a problem. Really, it's I'm the only one having a problem. Kind of keeping up with the time schedule here. As some of you know, I've been a little bit busy here in the Midland area, running for a political office, but we are probably by the time you download this podcast, I'll find out, I will have found out if I have won an election or lost an election. So either way, it's a good time to be back with you. And so thankful for your patience as we have worked our way back into a cycle here. And hopefully over the next several weeks, we won't be downloading uh, podcasts later than Monday. But thanks again for your patience. Thank you so much for your willingness to continue to listen to our podcast As I've told you on uh, just about every other podcast for the last three or four weeks, some changes are coming, probably not going to be till after the first of the year when we're introducing some more interactive tools through the No Neutral Moments website and through our mailing and different things like that. So I hope you'll continue to be patient with us. I also hope you will continue to share this podcast with your friends and hopefully we can... um, Continue to increase the listening audience. Continue to rate it, if you don't mind, as you're listening to it, especially on iTunes. And um, just thanks again for being a part of this this podcast, where we really try to just keep pressing into the reality that whether you're at work or at home or wherever you might be, there just are no neutral moments. Every moment needs to be capitalized on. Had a, had a couple of occasions where this happened just over the last weekend. We had the privilege of going to visit our youngest son at College Station at Texas A&M. He's about to graduate and start his career. And so we took off and went to one of the football games over the weekend. And sure enough, we're at a restaurant and we're just waiting in line. And this lady comes up to me and her husband's right next to her. And she says, hey, you don't know us, but we went to Stonegate years ago, Stonegate Fellowship, where I used to uh, teach and pastor. And she just began to talk about what an influence we had on her life and they had moved away. And then she says, and by the way, just before we got out of the car, we've been listening to the no neutral podcast on the way here. So again, you just run into people. Then later on, um, it was the next night or I think it was Saturday night. We ran into some other people. And and so just realize, and, and I know some of you are saying, yeah, but you had a bigger audience. Just remember everywhere you are, Everywhere you find yourself, there's an opportunity to, uh, to serve someone, to be an example to someone, and even to serve yourself and be an example to yourself of the kind of quality of person you are and what you're seeking to become. Well, let's change gears now, and I'm going to move into a podcast uh, over the next couple of weeks. This will be a two to three week podcast. I'm not sure how long, depends on how fast we go here. But I'm going to use a couple of tools, well, really just one tool, but I want to make sure you understand where this tool is coming from. I'm going to root what I'm talking about over the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be a leadership topic related to some generational differences. But I'm going to root it in a teaching by my very good friend, Dr. Kathy Cook of Celebrate Kids. And if you're interested in finding Celebrate Kids, it is you can go to her website, Celebrate Kids, all one word dot com celebratekids dot com or you can find Kathy at Facebook dot com forward slash celebratekids inc. Um, so my good friend Dr. Kathy Cook that I met um, gosh it's been over ten years ago the first time I heard her speak on this subject of core needs and she sometimes will call them legitimate needs uh, oftentimes they're referred to as core needs. First time I heard her talk about this issue of core needs was well over 10 years ago. And uh, by her permission, I have been able to incorporate it in a number of things that I'm doing. But I would encourage you to find Dr. Kathy's books, to find them on her website, to find them on Amazon, and to read her books about core needs, about real needs, legitimate needs. And it will really serve you in an amazing number of ways. I'm going to get to that here in just a minute, but I wanted to just give all credit where credit is due to Dr. Kathy Cook and her work. She has poured into my life much more than I have ever poured into hers, and hopefully what I'm going to share with you over the next couple of podcasts rooted in some of what she has taught me will help you in leadership, especially as it relates to generational differences and how we lead generationally in the workforce. And this this is a topic I have Found myself discussing it with various companies over the last six, seven months, and it has resonated and it has found a place. And also, as we move forward, the reason this teaching has resonated is because there are some massive generational differences taking place in the workforce. And I am not going to use a term in a negative way, but it's some generational differences between what we have grown comfortable calling the millennials, which I think is um, maybe a generation a little before that or, or people a little before that, maybe a little after that. But there's just been a change in what I would call corporate culture and understanding leadership in that culture. And I'm going to attempt over the next couple of weeks to give you perhaps a different way of seeing what's happening in the workforce. And I'm going to actually refer to it now as I switch gears and, and take you to another step to lead up to this. I'm going to um, remind you. Well, I'm not going to remind you of something I haven't told you about. I'm going to tell you for the first time of a quote from Dr. Anthony Gregoric, who is the genius behind a study called Mind Styles. That uh, I was also introduced to Mind Styles by Dr. Kathy Cook, and it has become a part of my business at the Peyton Group as I work with various organizations and companies but dr gregoric in his study of mind styles and mind styles to put it quite simply is a uh, some work you do to discover how you take in information as an individual and then what you do with that information as an individual it's not a personality test we don't have time to go through it but within the teaching of mind styles dr gregoric makes the statement and i'm not going to quote him directly i'm going to give you the general idea he says, if we are forced to operate a certain way that is not in accordance with how we are wired, then we will create a catastrophe or create an emergency in order to snap us back to the way we're wired to think. So, so let me say that again and um, and and try to help you understand what I'm talking about. It'll make some more sense as I press on into this topic. Again, Dr. Gogoric says that if we have to operate outside of, and he would say our mind, outside of our mind style for too long, our mind will create an emergency. It will do something unconsciously to snap us back to where we are wired. Now, I don't expect that to make a lot of sense to you right now, but I want to tell you that here's what I have learned after studying and teaching Dr. Gregoric's material for quite some time and then looking at Dr. Kathy Cook's material quite some time. I have come to the conviction that culture does the same thing. And when I say culture, I mean a society's culture as well as a company's culture. In other words, cultures reflect who we are. And let me give you another quote. Our doing always reflects our being. But sometimes our doing gets away from who we really are. And so culture or society will shift in order to get us back to where we feel we need to be. Now, I don't expect the first eight minutes here to have made a ton of sense to you, but I'm going to give you a little bit of an example of what I'm talking about, and I'm not making a political speech here, but I want you to see something from a 30,000-foot level that might help you. Having been in the midst of the political arena here for the last three months, My political race has been really quite mild compared to national politics. And that's just a reflection of this place, this wonderful place that I live in called Midland. But I would even assert to you that politically, our culture shifts back and forth, almost shifts towards the extremes because it's trying to regulate itself away from extremes. And you say, I still don't have a clue what you're talking about. Well, let me pick up a little bit and go through a little history of presidents And you might begin to pick pick up on what I'm saying. So I'm just going to go back a little bit um, to the era of Franklin D. Roosevelt, which if you'll remember anything in history, probably two or three big things. Franklin Roosevelt came into office, Great Depression, so you remember that. And then Franklin Roosevelt is also responsible for some social welfare programs. And then you'll obviously remember that he was the president presiding over World War II. And so you have what society would call, no labels applied here. I'm just giving you something to wrap your mind around. You have what society would call a somewhat liberal mindset or mind style or culture throughout our country, all throughout the 30s and the first half of the 40s. And then you have Harry Truman. You could probably make some arguments about a few things there, but not a lot that most of us really understand. But then you get into what I would call the first correction or snapping back. So after almost two decades of what we would call perhaps liberal leaning culture shifts again, and you have something, a movement to the right throughout the decade of the fifties, almost starting in about 1953 with, with, uh, Mr. Eisenhower all the way through about 1961. And you would call that fairly right wing. You, you would say that we moved to the right to something more conservative, something reflective of, and this may not mean anything to anybody, of happy days, uh, the typical neighborhood, and just wholesomeness maybe, and that may be a bad word, but just you went from left to perhaps right. And then as you know, whether well, maybe you don't know, there was again a bit of a snapback, or society, what I would say, kicks back. And so society kicked back, and you have this election of a young, quote-unquote liberal, though by today's standards, John F. Kennedy would be quite conservative. You have Kennedy coming into office. We know the tragedy that occurred there, but then you have his vice president, the Texan, Lyndon Johnson, who becomes president for the rest of the 60s, from 1963 all the way through 69, and there at the end of his presidency, he says he will not seek his party's nomination but you're familiar with lyndon johnson primarily because of a couple of things he took over after the tragedy of john f kennedy's assassination many many civil rights bills were passed under his leadership which were necessary but then you saw some liberal social programs kick in under lyndon johnson as well and then almost everybody is familiar with the vietnam war so then you see society kick back again so you've gone again You've gone from left, Roosevelt, right, Eisenhower, left, Kennedy Johnson. Then you have this kick again, and you get to Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. You know what happens to Richard Nixon. Then Gerald Ford steps in. Maybe you don't know what happens to Richard Nixon. Basically, he resigns in humiliation. Then you have Gerald Ford, and you have kind of a middle ground candidate that might have been one of the Weakest foreign policy presidents we'd had in a long time, which was Jimmy Carter, kind of middle of the road as society's kicking back. And then you go right again or to the right politically, and you have the decade of the 80s with Ronald Reagan from 81 to 89. And then you have a little bit left over of Reagan's legacy with George H.W. Bush, one term, and then society kicks again. You see some changes again, and you have Bill Clinton elected and again things sort of snap back left. Now follow this again. You have two terms of Bill Clinton, what I would call more of a a snapback from the Reagan era to the Clinton era. Then you know what happens probably next. You have another kickback and you kick to the right. You're probably getting the idea here. You have George W. Bush, two terms. Then you kick again and you get Barack Obama, two terms. And then we have this huge kick in what I would call the Donald Trump presidency. And it's a kickback to the right. And that, that, that's a, a bit of a simplification, but I wanted to show you that model of how society tends to linger on one side and then it corrects itself. Now, why is that so important? Well, let's shift this to the leadership level of work. I think the same thing happens in work, but I think it takes place over a much longer period of time. In other words, a f- several generations will operate under a given, and let's just use the word style. Let's use the word attitude. Let's, get, let's use the word culture. Culture at work will operate under a certain mind style in the way it functions. And then something will happen to kick back against an, an accepted work culture. And when that kickback occurs, I'm going to submit to you that when it happens, it happens because of people's core needs. Now, I'm going to begin to just talk to you about these core needs and wind this whole thing together, but we're going to finish this first episode with sort of a high-level look at what these core needs are. And then on the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about how I'm seeing this manifested in the workplace and why I think it's so important. So i spent a lot of time, I've spent 15 minutes on this podcast trying to get you to wrap your mind around this idea that if we operate in a certain way that needs to be corrected, we oftentimes even unconsciously self-correct. And I tried to show you this in the political realm with presidents. I'm asserting to you that the same thing happens in your office, but it takes longer. Most of the presidents, obviously because of term limitations, it was two, two terms, eight years. And then society kicks back and say, we need to have a bit of a correction. And you get two terms. Society says, we need to kick back and you have a correction. And But in work, this, this kickback takes longer. In fact, I would assert to you that in the corporate environment of America, we entered into a, and I'll use this phrase, a mind style of working or a culture of working that we have seen a kickback to. And what I would say is about the last ten years, and the last ten, maybe fifteen years, has been kicking back against a cultural mindset of work that, quite frankly, we needed to kick back from. And so, I think here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to just in this episode right now, and I'm going to end it in complete confusion that I've introduced you to this idea. And then, if you tune in to the next podcast in a week then I'm going to, uh, I'll push back into this arena and start to describe for you uh, what this mind style is that we used to have and then what the kickback is and how it's rooted in what I believe is demonstrated by Dr. Kathy Cook's five core needs. So I've taken about 17 minutes to totally confuse you. might be the most confusing podcast that I have done, but I hope you'll tune in next week And I'll start unpacking these core needs, the culture that has been built up around the core needs in the wrong way since about the 50s, what's been happening the last 10 or 15 years, and the challenges I see us facing in the corporate world, in in the work world, as our society kicks back against a way and a mind style and a mindset of doing business. So very confusing, very difficult, but I know we have this amazing audience And I hope you will tune in to the second podcast in a week from now as we keep pressing into this, uh, I guess I can call this, this, this cultural kickback on how we work or how we work together. Thanks again for tuning in to the No Neutral Moments podcast. Tune back in next week as we keep pushing into this issue of kicking back against the culture that's rooted in our mind styles and it's rooted in core needs. And hopefully I'll be able to teach you something a little bit later and clarify some of the confusion. Thanks again. Remember, share this podcast with some of your friends. You may not want to share this particular podcast because you may tell your friends, this one doesn't make any sense. We got to listen to it for two weeks, but I hope you'll tune back in. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless, and can't wait to talk to you later.